Today we're breaking down the UNC matchup, what players we need to step up, and then also how this game could be a platform game for Ethan Kaliak Manning. Hey, you are no locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We've got a big game this week. We've got a big matchup to talk about with the North Carolina Tar Heels. We're going to dive in today. We're going to talk about the matchup breakdown. We're going to talk about three players that we need to step up from week two to week three. And I know there's going to be a surprise in there for some of y'all listening today. And then finally, we have to talk about why this game could be a launch pad, a platform game for quarterback Ethan Kalik Manis on the day. But today's show is brought to you by Game Time, the app that is the greatest for last second tickets. Now download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Now, there's one other thing I need, Gophers fans, from you for tomorrow's show, and that is your questions. We dive into the fans, the listeners' bailbag questions every week, and we need them for tomorrow. So if you have any questions of the upcoming matchup from last week's game or anything related to the Gophers, drop them in the comments below over on YouTube. Or if you're listening on audio platforms, then send them our way on a DM over on Twitter at GophersCaneRob or an email at LockdownGoldenGophers at gmail.com now let's jump in let's talk about this thing because today's show we're kicking off some need to know info for the north carolina game now key players in this matchup y'all already know drake may is a guy he is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation he is absolutely hyped by the media by the coaches by the scouts everyone knows this kid is very talented in fact coach fleck himself yesterday said he was impressed by every part of his game in the media presser so lots of praise to drake may and rightfully so he holds his poise he is a very talented quarterback but quarterbacks don't solely win you the game so this is going to be a great matchup now north carolina i'm not saying drake may is all they have they have some talented players as well kobe paysauer and the jj jones are two wide receivers that could step up for the tower heels that have been kind of stepping up in the wake of tez walker not being deemed eligible for the season which is a travesty and a weird situation on its own but the NCAA has been really weird with their NCAA waiver of eligibility for second time transfers including the Gophers Craig McDonald who hasn't he got declined his first time we're still waiting on the appeal but I mean if, if it's anything like we have seen from Tess Walker we're probably expecting a no there now those are the the wide receivers and the quarterback of course we know but Something surprising that a lot of folks might take for granted is that they have two really nice running backs at the North Carolina Tar Heels football program. Now, you've got Omarion Hampton, who I believe has been a dude. He was someone I was intrigued by heading into the season, and he has done nothing but show 
out in these first two games. You've got him. You've got British Brooks now. In my opinion, Omarion Hampton is the guy. He already has 12 missed tackles forced on the season, five touchdowns, 276 yards, but he's also very effective in the pass blocking game with over a, pa- a pass blocking grade over 80. Now, also, the step up from Hampton in this offense has helped it a bit more. It's made it a bit more difficult to stop, a bit more difficult to not have extra coverage out there to try and stop Drake May or whatnot. You have to respect the game because they have three tight ends that can get it done. They have multiple wide receivers that can catch the ball, and then they've got two running backs that have both shown they can go for over 100 yards and score touchdowns. Now, the O-line is what can potentially make or break this UNC Tar Heels team, in my opinion, on a week-to-week basis. Now, sometimes they can step up and ball out. Other times, they can be exposed. Willie Lampkin seems to be a great player across the board for this North Carolina Tar Heels offensive line, but his line mates have struggled this year, especially guard Will Barnes. Will Barnes has a very, very, very bad pass blocking grade of 25 so maybe that is where we send the most pressures on his side of the line we'll see what happens there but the o-line pff grades for north carolina tar heels willie lampkin comes in at 78.7 which is great that's really good for an offensive lineman you get into the 80s you're talking about elite and he's right on the edge there but then you've got Corey gainer 56.2 which is slightly below average will barnes 47.4 which is below average spencer roland 58.8, which is slightly above average, just a touch. And then Diego Pounds with the 65.5, which is above average, but he's also the offensive lineman who's played the least amount of snaps of all five of them. Now, the defense, as I said yesterday, is the biggest question mark for me. They showed that they can be really strong, and they had nine sacks in a game versus South Carolina in game one on the under the bright lights, nationally televised game. But South Carolina's offensive line looked terrible. If we're talking about a player like Will Barnes, who's been struggling to have like five Will Barneses on the offensive line, and that's what you're looking at with South Carolina. So overall, it's hard to really take that one as like, oh, this off, this defense is absolutely fixed. Because then you come back to a week two game versus App State, and they gave up over 500 yards on offense, four touchdowns, had zero sacks to the nine in game one. So it's an absolutely kind of flip of a game for the defense. Now, the truth, like I said yesterday, is probably somewhere in the middle of those two things. So the defense could be respectable, but Can it absolutely stop the Gophers offense? I don't know. The Gophers offense has been moving, but their issue has been punching it in in the red zone over these last two games. So that's going to be a key factor in this game is can the Gophers get over that red zone hump? Now, in week one, North Carolina largely dominated the game. South Carolina had absolutely zero running game, which made it easier for UNC's defense to play more coverage-friendly packages and send pressure. But even with the sack success, it allowed South Carolina to pass for over 350 passing yards and no interceptions. So there is the opportunity to pass on this North Carolina defense. Additionally, the the Drake may had two interceptions in that week one game. One of those was not his fault. It was absolutely tipped off of his wide receiver's hands. So really, he only put the ball in harm's way on one play in the past two weeks. One turnover where he played. That's not bad. 
Now, in week, oh, before we get to week two, 168 rushing yards in week one. So they got it done on the ground for the most part with their running backs. But in week two, you look at there were some areas of exposure present on the defense. We've already talked about there were more openings. Now, App State created those openings by having more success in the ground game. South Carolina had like, what, 20 yards rushing combined with all the negative yards that they had from their quarterback and a couple of negative yards from their running back. 20 yards-ish combined rushing. But then you flip it over to App State, who had a lot more success on the ground and saw uh, over 200 yards rushing combined between their running backs and their quarterback. That's going to open things up a little bit more, and that's what the Gophers are going to need to do in this upcoming matchup. So to see the running game pick back up against Eastern Michigan is a key thing because we're going to need that again against a Power 5 school. Now, like I said, App State, they had some openings in the ground game, which then opened up the passing game for them. They had 276 yards passing, so 350 given up by the defense in North Carolina the first week, 276 the second week. But that 276 yards passing in the second week came from its backup quarterback. So that is something that I haven't seen noted very much out there, is that the backup quarterback put up 276 yards. So there is an opportunity to really pass it on the Tar Heels, especially if you can open up the ground game and make the defense respect the coverage and not send extra people in coverage. Now, Omar and Hampton absolutely blew it up in that week two game dominated with 234 rush yards and the team had 319 rush yards overall so the rushing defense for the gophers is going to be prominent it's going to be something that is huge because slowing down the run game might be the number one thing we need to do in this north carolina matchup which is probably something most fans weren't thinking of thinking drake may quarterback we're gonna have to stop the pass but North Carolina is ninth in the country, tied for ninth in the country in rushing offense right now. So you're definitely going to have to slow down the ground and pound game and make Drake May take over more. Now, that's not something we really necessarily want to hear or say is Drake May taking over, but this game is going to be a major litmus test for the Gophers team and their season overall. If the defense can create problems for the quarterback, pressuring that offensive line and hopefully forcing more turnover-worthy plays, then they might be able to make this a scrappy game, make this a close game, a tightly contested game, and down to the wire. But next, we're going to talk about three players we need to step up in this upcoming week and make a big impact for this week's matchup. Then I want to discuss why this matchup could be a major one for Ethan Kelly McManus to gain respect across the nation. Those are what are coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time. Now, you can find Game Time at GameTime.co or download the Game Time app. And this is the app you need to be on when it comes to getting tickets or events because they have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price is guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start being hyped for the fun you're about to have at an event. And whether it's a concert, a sporting event, or more, you can find all the local venues and it's the place to be. Look, I love it because I'm a guy who likes to have that last second, you know what? 
let's go. Let's go to the game. Let's get some tickets and not have to worry about, oh, man, it's going to be expensive because I know I'm going to get the right price. Now, it's fast. It's one of the fastest, actually the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. And you can get images of the seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect before you actually arrive. You get the tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. Now, tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email like, oh, wait, I got it. It's right here. Hold on. Hold on. No, don't worry about it. They're sent directly to your phone. You can snag tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use promo code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. But let's talk about three players we need to step up. Now, every day, there's people who tap in each and every day. I absolutely appreciate y'all. Remember, I need your questions down below for tomorrow's show so we can get into the listener mailbag and really dive in on what you want to hear for this upcoming week's matchup. But let's talk about those three players we need to step up. The first one we got is none other than our defensive end, Ja Joyner. He's number one player I think needs to step up in this week's matchup because Ja got a huge sack in week one. It was a momentum-changing sack. It was a big-time sack. It was one that got the crowd fired up. Now, we're not going to have the crowd advantage in this North Carolina matchup, but that fired-up momentum from a Ja Joyner snack sack would be huge. And not only one sack, if we could get one or two, that would be great because Ja creates pressure. He does. He had three pressures in this last game, but he couldn't get home. We need more pressure in week three on Drake May to create an uncomfortable situation, especially on the road, especially you got to send the message. We're going to be here. We're going to be in this backfield and we're going to be here all day. So if Josh Joyner can set the tone, it seems like he's creating problems for offensive linemen, but getting home takes the defensive line to another level. We've already been seeing a much improved interior defensive line with Kyler Bott and Devin Easton really playing up to par in these first two games. So if we can get the edge rushers to step up a little bit too and actually get home on those sacks, it's going to be a huge difference for this Gophers defensive line. We've been impressed with the pressure so far, but Josh Joyner, if you can take it to to the next level and show and continue to capitalize on that that skill set that you've had over this last year and a half and get home against Drake May, it could be huge for the defense. Creating pressure against this quarterback is key, but not just pressure actually getting there and creating favorable down and distance situations for the Gophers and unfavorable for the Tar Heels. Now we're going to move on to player number two. And that's Cody Lindenberg. That's right, folks. I'm calling my shot now. I'm saying he is back this week. Coach Flex said in the presser, you know, he he. it sounded like he was like, yeah, uh, he was asked about Cody Lindenberg. He was like, definitely. And then all of a sudden he was like, questionable, maybe, ifable, and kind of played it off. But look, I'm, I'm locking it in. I think Cody Lindenberg is going to be back for this matchup. I think he's been really close these past two weeks, and this is a game they're going to absolutely need him. So if he is 99.99% close, he's jumping into this one, and I think he is going to be in his play speed should not only be a huge thing for the Gophers, but adds another element to this defense, which has already been a really top-notch defense. I believe right now they are top 
10 in total defense in the nation right now. So it helps you on the field because it has quicker adjustments, quicker reads on the field. The communication level of what you've practiced for all of spring and all of fall is back leading the defense in that second level, but beyond Tyler Newbin in the third level. So you have two huge communicators, two fast playing uh, leaders on the team back on that defensive level. And it would really take a leap up for this Gophers defense, which is going to need the leap against the offense, but also talking about the running game, which has been a strength for North Carolina. Cody Lindenberg could be a huge player in getting more stops against the running backs and getting more stops against a running quarterback. Now I anticipate the cleaner stops means less missed tackles and more longer distance third downs for North Carolina. So overall, Cody Lindenberg is a huge player in this matchup, especially I believe he is going to be playing. Now he would be an X factor for this defense in a major matchup. The third and final player we need to step up is actually two players, Sean Tyler and Darius Taylor. Now some of y'all might be like, what, what? Sean Tyler and Darius Taylor, the, the players that went 93 yards and 193 yards rushing, they have to step up? Yes, they do. After them rushing for so many yards, it was very promising, but we need to establish the run against a Power 5 defense, a Power 5 school. And on top of that, we just talked about how once App State got the rushing game going, it made them respect that on the defensive side for North Carolina, and it opened up the passing game a lot more, made it more difficult to stop, and that's why App State was in the game the entire time, because they could get it done both ways. If you can't get it done both ways, that's when this North Carolina defense can start to play to its strengths and tee off on you because it doesn't respect one of the sides of uh, the offense. So you have to get that balance going. Now, also on top of that, you can't put the ball on the ground. Sean Tyler put the ball on the ground three times last game. Now we only had one that was given away for a fumble because two went out of bounds, but you can't put the ball on the ground at all. And if he does, Coach Flex is going to stop playing him straight up. He says the ball is the program. He says it for a reason. And after that third one that became a turnover, he was done for the game, basically. He didn't get very many touches, if any at all, after that. It was all Darius Taylor from then on. So you got to take care of the ball. Both players need to take care of the ball. And as we saw, like I said, App State, keeping the defense true with a respectable run game is pertinent for success. The Gophers are absolutely going to want to play P.J. Flex-style football in winning the time of possession, and that comes with longer drives, and longer drives means success in the running game. So keeping the ball out of Drake May's hands is going to be key. You think about when you're talking about the NFL, you talk about, oh, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, which, I mean, after last night's game, do you want to keep it out of his hands? Because that was three interceptions and a fumble. He was out there looking like Jeff Sims. Anyways, you got to keep the ball out of the quarterback's hands. So the more we can extend our offensive drives, the better it will be for the Gophers in this matchup. It's pertinent to success is sustaining long drives. And that means running the football. Now, if Minnesota can run it, it should open up the passing game for Ethan to thrive and make the defense pick its poison. Now, overall, complementary football is going to be huge in this game. It's going to be, yes, these three, four players need to step up for us and make a large impact, but their large impact would boost the efforts of the other position groups, of your quarterback, of the wide receivers, of the, the secondary and the safeties and Justin Wally having 
an easier go round because of the pressure and the success from your edge rusher, from your star lining linebacker. If they can get it going, it will be great complimentary football, which is exactly what the Gophers need to have a chance in this game against their first ranked opponent on the season. Now, we just talked about running backs being the group that has to step up in week three, which is wild again because they almost ran for 300 yards last week. But we are going to talk and close this show with why I believe this game could be a launching pad for Ethan Calic Manis to get some respect from the national media. That's what's coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America right now, and they are locked on sportsbook of choice. So right now, all new customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. On top of that, you'll get $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube and YouTube YouTube TV. So now's the best time to join FanDuel because you can use the app and you can bet on things from spreads to player props and more. And if you look at the North Carolina matchup right now, you're talking about a matchup that is a 7.5 points favorite to North Carolina. But also the scoring line is 48.5. It's really intriguing because UNC typically averages 30 or more points a game on offense, but that is not the case on this one. They're basically predicting this game could be a 27 to 20 game, but in most occasions, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's keys to the victory show, if North Carolina scores 27 points or less, they've had been on the losing end more than not over these last two years. So if that's the case, it should be a really interesting matchup, a dogfight of a matchup, and you compare it to North Carolina's first two matchups, where they've had the scoreline be near 60 with a 58.5 and a 63.5. This is definitely the lowest scoring matchup that they have on there. They're giving respect to the Gophers defense and also credit to the North Carolina offense. It's going to be a matchup of those units, and I am super excited for it. And if you want to bet on that and more, you can go to FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the season and take advantage of that $200 in bonus bets for $5 bet. All right, let's wrap this one up because I want to answer, could this game be a springboard game for Ethan Kalik Menes? Could it be the game where he gets the respect due from the national media? Now, everyone loves a quarterback battle. And though many may not, they might look at the box score and they might be like, Ethan Kalik Manis, he doesn't look that special, does he? I mean, he only had 193 yards or 196 yards in the first game, and then he had just over 100 in the second game. He doesn't even pass for over 200 yards. Like, what? No. If you watch this Gophers quarterback on the field, there are throws that absolutely wow you. There are throws from different arm slots. There's throwing on the run, under pressure, on a rope, to a toe-tapping wide receiver, on the sideline. There have been moments this year and last year that have been absolutely magical, and you go, wow, this kid's got something. Everybody who's watched the games has seen it. Uh, color analysts on the Big Ten Network have talked about it. But if Drake May and Ethan Kaliakmanis can get into a battle on a nationally televised game, on a game that is versus a ranked opponent, and everybody's tapping in to watch Drake May, who is going to be an NFL draft darling, and they see this guy – showing the special moments across the field as well, maybe it helps Ethan Kalik Manis get some much-needed respect. And you're talking about the same kid that one website this offseason called the 66th best quarterback of 69 Power 5 quarterbacks. 
Now, we all know that's just darn not true. But on top of that, it would be nice to get some more love from the national media. Now, picture this. The defense slows down Drake May. I'm not saying they shut him down. I'm not saying they stop him. They pick him off. They make him look terrible. Nothing like that. But they slow him down. They keep him off the field with long drives. And Ethan Kalyuk Manis throws a handful of wild plays on some play action, on different looks to our deep wide receivers. Maybe crabs back, you get a little scramble drill going, a little mind meld going, and things start to click. You could have folks saying, well, this kid from the Gophers is pretty decent. He's pretty good. Like, I'm impressed by him. And that's how you start to get the respect. That's how you start to get the love. And if the Gophers can get the love and the respect from the quarterback position, these next three years or so, maybe they start to get more love in the media earlier on. Maybe they start to win games like this North Carolina game or an Iowa game, and people are like, whoa, this Gophers team, they had a tough schedule, but they're for real, and I really like that quarterback. That's how you start to change the narrative. So maybe this is a jumping-off point. Maybe this game, if the Gophers can stay in it, keep it down to the wire, maybe even pull off an upset. It could be a big-time game for the Gophers quarterback as well. Now, even if they don't necessarily slow Drake May down, maybe it goes to a toe-to-toe scoring. Maybe you're going back and forth, and passing is all of the what, what is happening in this matchup, which I know Coach Fleck does not want that to be the case. But if it is the approach that is the only one that's working, he will go and he will do what he has to do. But even in that scenario, it could boost our quarterback, AK8, because if he can go toe-to-toe with him, it'll it'll show off the arm talent and show off the natural talent that he has, and it will have more eyes on him overall moving forward. Now, regardless, it's going to be a major week for the Gophers, and we're going to get to the nitty-gritty tomorrow, talking about the three keys to victory and the listener mailbag and much more. Now, Thursday, we're going to do a lock-on cross, lock-on cross over with Isaac over at Locked on Tar Heels, and Friday, we're going to do prediction with Tristan Spamford, so don't forget to hit subscribe, tap in, and make sure you drop your Gophers questions in the comments below. I will see you tomorrow. Row the boat, Skyumak, go Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe.